Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Mark Henry, live. Live. At Arthur Ashe Stadium. Stadium. Mark, I'm really excited. Have you been to a Grand Slam event? I've been to everyone. You've been to the U.S. Open? No, I've been to AEW's Grand Slam. Oh, I about to say, I just want to play. I was just about to go, wow, look at you. You're so awesome. You don't watch tennis. You don't? All I do is watch wrestling and football. Come on, Mark. You know me better than that. Tennis is a good sport, though. You should do I'm not. I'm not Especially mocking it. I'm just saying. Serena Williams playing. That's why I watched. You know what? I, I just, I'm going to butt in. I'm sorry. I know you guys didn't give me an introduction, but they'll figure out who I am in a minute. I went to a lot of the Doral events down in Miami. And what impresses me about. Tennis players, is there's no entourage. There's no gaggle of trainers. There's no gaggle of of people huddling around. There's none of that. There's the tennis player, their bag, and their tape. Yeah. And I had so much respect. I mean, you know, I think it was a uh, uh, was it Nadal, the the good one, Rafael Nadal, just by himself with his bag, his tennis bag. They make the coaches and trainers sit in the crowd. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's such an incredible, <laughs> it's like crazy. If you look as an athlete that needs to focus and be the top tier mentally for your sport, I got a lot of, re- like going to those Dural events changed my whole mindset on tennis, the psychological warfare. You know how they do the fist pump. That's all psychological warfare to get in the other opponent's head. Like I, I got to break down all this and really got into the tennis. Like when you get into it, there's a, there's a big mental game going on there. It's interesting. So you want to introduce yes. the, I guess? I mean, if you don't know already by the voice, because it's an extremely recognizable voice. Yes, yes it is. Uh, one of the true legends in the sport of pro wrestling, Mr. Paul White. Thank you so and much. And my brother. And my brother from another mother. See, I'm going to start singing now. Reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it true, because you were telling me that the only reason he came to work for AEW was because you were here. Is that well, true? he was here first. Oh, so reverse it then. Yeah. I came, <laughs> I came because he was here. What's funny is, is I called him, and he kayfade the bejesus out of me, which he's done a couple of times. One, <laughs> we almost got in a fight about it one time. But I called him, I said, man, it's pretty cool over here, you know. Like, they could really use somebody, you know, if you're not doing anything. You know, they could use somebody with your experience and the way you like to recruit talent and talk to talent. I think it'd be it'd be good to keep you busy. You know, because I could see the writing on the wall for guys like Mark and I there and at the place at that time. They were moving in a different direction, doing different things, and, and um, him and I both wanted more. He goes, ah, man, you know, I appreciate it. You know, we'll, we'll see. You never know. He gave me that whole rigmarole. <laughs> And next week, he's standing there looking at me. I'm like, oh, you some bitch. You got me. He he did the same thing to me because, Mark, that morning, we had breakfast together. Yeah. It was me, you, and Jacob, and we had breakfast together. And then you got up, and you said, hey, I'm going to go to the arena. They're going to give me a special, like, VIP tour of of the Jaguars. The only, it wasn't really a lie. It wasn't. It wasn't really a lie. It just was not an. It was some shady truth. Yeah, truth. it was some shady Sh- truth. Sh- shaded truth. So and so, Jacob and I are like, okay, like we'll see you later. And then the next time I saw you was when you came out, you know, on Double or Nothing as a new member of AEW. So yeah, you do. Do you remember when he, you know, the famous pink jacket, he put his boots in the ring? 
I was so sad because he was retiring. I was at home. Like, I'm literally watching the TV in tears like, man, you know, like, because I was still in the middle of the war then. I was still fighting. I was in the trenches, you know, and it was always good having someone that you knew of your genre, so to speak, you know, and I was like, man, I can't believe he didn't tell me that some bitch, you know, and then everything that went down and I had left him this heartfelt message and all this <laughs> stuff. And then he goes and turns like I didn't even get it all the way out. I have the phone. And the only reason that I haven't like got rid of the phone that he left the voicemail on is because that message is on it. <laughs> I'm going to charge it and I'm going to bring it to you next week. <laughs> and it starts like this. Hey, when I see you, I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out. <laughs> I, I, I might have said that. I don't know. And then he said, I'm sitting here on the couch with my wife crying, and, and you could have called me and told me. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And I start crying listening to it because I realized I hurt him. Yeah. And, yeah, you hurt me. And then I called. I tried to call him back, and he was like, hey, man, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> He would not talk to me for like a couple of weeks. No, it's about a week. About a week. It about felt week. longer. If it, it, <laughs> it, I just, you know, I missed your voice, so I had to break down. But <laughs> I was trying to put you on restriction because you hurt my feelings. But yo, oh, man, Mark, you mentioned about there's certain people in this industry that are special. Yeah, and I'm sure. The man who's sitting across from you is... Don't make me cry, Dave. Don't I'm not, do I'm not trying to make you... You're doing the Oprah right now. Yeah, you're trying to do some Oprah stuff. We'll turn them glasses into contact lenses real quick. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> real quick. No, nah, Paul is, is is like a brother to me. We both suffered a lot of the same things. Uh, the sizeism, the the travel. Sizeism? Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is now? I, I do my Mike Tyson uh, I, mean, I make up some shit, too, but that was pretty good. Sizeism. Get, you know, like, nothing like Paul because, you know, like, he was like Andre with the travel, with not fitting nowhere. But, like, it was still tight for me to go places. I had to be careful, you know, how I sat down. I broke so much furniture in my life that is, I can't begin to tell you how much money I spent breaking people's furniture. But, like, also the fact that we were two big guys in pro wrestling where, the business started to change and go away from big guys and to go more towards guys that were the thoroughbred type guys. Yeah. And uh, all we had was each other to talk to because if we brought it up to Taker, he would just look at us and lean back and put in, just look at us like, yeah. you, 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 stop it. You want some ketchup with them French fries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so – it was we had to lean on each other, so you got we got real close. There's a lot a lot of similar in in the way the gimmicks were portrayed too. I think for Mark and I it was both two big guys, strong guys. Theoretically, either one of us could wipe out an entire locker room if the situation was right. Then at the same time, we were both put in positions of uh making a lot of talent. There was a lot of talent that one of the hurdles, I think, looking back at my career, one of the hurdles that talent had to get through or get by to move on to other levels was to compete against, you know, myself or compete against Mark and and get well, a victory out that. of that. Then they were on the way to doing something, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, that at first it's kind of a frustrating role because you think to yourself, like, well, if you just book me like I look, it's easy. But then as I've gotten older and matured a little bit, I also understand that's very limited. It's limited in what you can do for the company. It's limited in what you can do for yourself. It's limited in what you can do for the industry. So then I started really understanding and embracing the fact that, yeah, I can push certain guys, create certain angles with them, beat them down. They get back up. It's a David and Goliath story. The more we do that, the more that story is told, it makes that emotional connection, which is one of the things that I think hurts a lot nowadays because everything is so fast with Instagram and YouTube and all these different things. And it's, 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 it's high, high input, high input, high input. Fans don't really have a chance to sit back and absorb some of their favorite talent and really, um, you know, understand the nuances of that talent. I mean, uh, it's, it's more than the moves. I think making the emotional connection is, is the key to long-term success. You, you, you interview now and you announce. And you're at the broadcast. Well, not table. currently. My show got canceled. That well, was really good. Yeah, that 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 sucked. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, but here's like, elevation. Do whatever you want. By the way, uh, we don't have any more. Okay, all right. Um, 
But should was, I, should was I put an application at Walmart always, or what? Was that something that you always wanted to do? At Absolutely. least try. Yeah, I've had. I it's, it's really funny how things transition. I guess this is a quasi-neutral station, so I'll be uh, directly honest about it. For years, I talked to Michael Cole about announcing. I talked to Kevin Dunn, talked to Michael Cole, and I would pick Michael Cole's brain a lot. I always respected Michael Cole so much, just in some of the little things he would tell me, um, the way he talked about my character when I was competing, just some of the stuff he did. So I always thought that that's who I was going to cut my teeth under, so to speak, in, in, in announcing was was under Michael Cole. And that opportunity didn't present itself, and now the opportunity to do commentary presented itself, and I'm here in AEW, and I'm working with Tony Schiavone. I'm working with JR. I'm working with Taz. Taz, Excalibur. I mean, wow. I've got so many great, experienced announcers that are they're giving me my own little thing. Like, you know, is it a play-by-play thing? Is it a more of a Gorilla Monsoon thing? And I think, you know, what kind of works for me is is I've tried to roll into that just when I started getting my rhythm and stuff, you know. But that's that's business. We know that all the time. I'm not mad about it. I know that I can take the time that I took on Elevation and process, and the next time an opportunity presents itself, um, we'll I'm be ready a, to I'm trying not to make you cry. Well, you, all you got to do, I mean, you know how to make me cry. <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to do it, I'm going to punch you in the You were an inspiration to me. I'm not an inspiration. I'm your friend. I t- asked Tony and Shivani. I was like, man, I love seeing show. Not show anymore, damn it. Don't get me sued. Oh, Paul White. There you go. Captain Sano. Captain Insano. <laughs> yeah. I, I love seeing him over there on that table. He looks free. I do. I felt free. You, you, you look free over there. I, I, I felt free. And it, it's funny because in this industry, you have to, you always want to be a part of it. You know, and, and listen, I know my days of being a heel and bumping and feeding baby faces and doing all the crazy stuff that I did, those days are, are well behind me. You know, but now how can I contribute and give back and trying to, you know, hype up the younger talent we have and explain what they're doing. Uh, sometimes it's a little confusing, especially on elevation, because you kind of in the back of my mind, I'm going WTF because like that makes no sense, you know, and it's one of those kind of things. Hey, what were you later? I can tell you, hey, what were you thinking? Oh, I didn't. OK, well, you probably should do it like this and it'll make it. Yeah, together. Segue it together. yeah, but if you can sit there and band aid and cover some stuff up for him, that's good. I mean, God but, knows. But the that mentoring j- is is something that I felt like I I was better at than the announcing. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know. If I I'm got good. told that I suck real quick. No, I but. don't. I don't think that it sucks. <laughs> I think the problem is, is you and I maybe are a little too similar in personalities, and that's one thing that I noticed with the announcing things. Like for me, what really worked, you and I were just the two old dudes from the Muppets talking right. trash. Right. There needs to be a little bit. More of that from finance. Somebody's got to be analytical. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mark, I mean, I will say this because I, first of all, you're amazing as a host, and I love the fact that you're a part of us at Open. But you know, a big moment when you know the Punk returned and Punk came back to pro wrestling, and you did the Adnan Verk impersonation. Oh. Toward- <laughs> oh my God! No, he did. No, he did the wow. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I did that crazy. On I know you did that on purpose, but that's like a big moment. That's like a a, a, a I moment. Have clown, huh? <laughs> you clown. I shouldn't have did that. Now that's you, why they took my ass off it. I loved it. I, I it still stays on my DVR and had nothing to do with punk. Had the fact that you did the Adnan Verk impersonation during it. That to me was classic. But for you, sir, what you're able to do, what you were able to do, and I miss elevation. Strictly because of you. Yeah. Because, and what you did is that, and I'm sure it it took a lot of homework to do this as well, is that a lot of the people that I saw on Elevation, I never saw before. But you gave the background. You gave a story. You gave a tidbit about them. So now it's like, oh, now I know this person, and now I want to see them in the ring wrestling. But let me also not take credit for all of that, because that was Alex Marvez who did a real good job, mm-hmm. unasked for, just as a consummate professional that knew I was in a tough spot. Alex Marvez gave me the, the names, the backgrounds, gave me something to talk about because some, some of the talent I'd never seen before. Understand, I was at a brand-new company. A lot of people, because where I was before was such an isolated world. Sure, I knew everybody who I came before because I'd tenure there. I'd been there since almost, you know, from the attitude era, so I knew everybody that came up through the pipe. I knew about people.
before they even got there because people were talking about him before they got there. And I would see him, and I had a little bit more interaction with him because sometimes I'd be on live events, and they would get a live event tour, and I would talk to him, and I would see him work, so I got to know him. When I got here, there was a lot of people I didn't know. There was a lot of styles I didn't know. I mean, you know, it was there were so many different names because younger talent. Canadian Destroyer. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's not that. That one I actually did know, but it's it's, it's the. What do you call that? And Paul would be like, shh. Yeah, just stop because I don't know. No, but it, it's they want to reinvent the wheel, so they want to call a finish maneuver or whatever they want to call it or wherever they pulled it from, however it was called. It's your job as announcers to pay respect to that and know that. But the thing that was different for me that I had to hustle on was some of the talent because it got busy and it was too much work even for Alex. I would set up with my little notebook in front of the <laughs> – there's big 27 years in the company, multiple time world champion, been everywhere, fought everybody that's ever been anybody. And I'm sitting in front of the lineup board in a chair with a table with my little notebook saying, hey, if you have a match on elevation, come by and talk to me and let me know what you're doing. And it surprised me at first that the talent didn't know to do that because they're so used to working independence. They didn't know that it was okay to approach me as a commentator and tell me, hey, we're doing this, this, and this. This is the story we're trying to tell. So I think that communication line, at first I was like, why is anybody coming up and talking to me? Then I had to take that extra sense. Oh, they don't know. It hasn't been engraved. They haven't been through the, uh, the efficient military farm system of if you have a match, if you're new, you should talk to the commentators. Because I would, I would talk to Lawler. I would talk to JR. I would talk to Michael Cole. If I had something going on, we're doing this, this, and this. And then they would hit on it, Jerry Lawler, Cole, all of them. They would hit on it perfectly. I know what your best match you called was. Because I was sitting there next to you. Oh, boy. It was the night that uh, yeah, had a match. I couldn't say his name right. I kept missing his name. Konosuke Tekesta. And uh, he had a match with a guy named Jay Lethal, who we did know very well. Oh, Jay Lethal. I'm telling you what. To be so talented as he is, but to be such an arrogant son of Pompous. a bitch. Pompous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great segue. Jay Lethal joins you know, us here on Busted Open. <laughs> <laughs> but what a damn match what that a match. you called. Uh, I, and I think I, I think that was uh, I was a great story that made it easier to tell to. Right, and, and, and it helped put Takesta on the map. Uh, you, how could you not? Like, I looked at Takesta backstage. I looked at him and I said, because you can know, usually if you've been in this business long enough, and this sounds terrible because there are exceptions to every rule, but most of the time you can tell in 30, 40 seconds if somebody's going to. If they got it. If yeah. they got it. Yep. And I used to hate that when I was younger because I was like, well, you don't know. Somebody might be having an off day. You, might... you got it. There's going to be carpenters and plumbers, and then there's going to be stars. Yep. And that's whatever that factor is, I don't know, but you can see it when it's there. You can actually help Dave and I interview uh, Mr. Lethal. Did you know when you got in the ring with him, did, did you know anything about him? I did not. I was unaware, blissfully unaware, um, but boy, oh boy, did I uh, did I find out, and I'll never forget his name because he's literally one of the best guys I've ever been in the ring with. He's amazing. Oh my god! Literally, yeah, like I, that's a hell of a it statement. Was, it was unreal. Yeah, unreal. you've been in the ring and with that, me, so but, I'm a little bit mad about that. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking of Canadian one, Destroyer, one of, one I tried to get show to do Canadian Destroyer. Oh, sorry, uh, Captain Insano, uh, to do Canadian Destroyer at my school because we work out together sometimes. Uh, and I, you know, he doesn't want to do it yet, but we're working. We're working. No, no, working. Jay, 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 let me t- I'm gonna tell you like my daddy used to tell me. When I used to tell my dad I want something, so oh, I want a new bike. I want a new football. I want a new this. My dad would say LP, because I was little Paul. He says you can shit in one hand and wish in the other and see which see one, which one fills, fills up first. <laughs> so. Good luck with that Canadian destroyer. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get it. So, we'll get did, it. did you know that Takesta was one of the top four guys in the decathlete? Uh, one of the top four decathletes in Japan. I did not. I can see it though. He he was on it. the track to go to the Olympic Games, and then chose to go to wrestling school because they said they weren't going to take another class <laughs> of young boys. Whoa. He had to go. Yeah, no, I didn't or know not. That. I yeah. didn't know that until you just told me just Yeah, now, that's an incredible, honest. incredible backstory, but it just shows the caliber of, because you look at him, he's, he's built like an athlete. Mm-hmm. He's extremely 
uh, smart. He's an intelligent athlete, you yeah. know, which, you know, we've, we've known a lot of dumb people in this business, yeah. <laughs> you know, like God help you. You can't fix dumb. I'm sitting right here, guys. No, Jay, <laughs> stop, stop it. it. You're one of the smartest people. You're one of the smartest people. Well, you, know. you know, for Rest. a second, I was going to say, God, LaGreca's sitting right here, guys. But then, I, but, then, but then I decided to turn it on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, I, did, I didn't do always, it. Always See, this is, I, but wait, really, really quick, this is why you're a prick. Because, oh, I, I, because wow. I put you over all the time, and you always got to make like but, a little remark, but like I the one you just did. But guys, I didn't do it. He didn't do it. I, I didn't he took the higher the intent, road. The intent was there. Yeah, but you're mad at him because he took the higher road. Right. There's so much animosity there. You almost did it. Yeah. Like, How are you, Jay? I'm great. Good, Good to see you, Thank brother. you for joining. No yeah. Hey, you know, I wanted to return something to you, Mark. This here is your room key. Whoa. All right, thank you. Guys, uh, I got in early, early, early today, uh, and they wouldn't let me check in. They said, oh, check-in's at 4 o'clock, and then she looked away from me. That was it. There was well, aren't enough. you like a Bonvoy member? I am, but check-in was at 4 o'clock, and she wasn't going to let me. By the way, it was 10 a.m. when I got there. Well, I saw Mark, sat down, explained my story to him. I wish I'd have told you I was going because I have the JW suite. You could have crashed out. Uh, well, Mark let me have his room. He said, oh, I got to go. Where, where, I gotta where, head we, out. where were you? Man, they gave me a regular room. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, why weren't you in your room? Oh, no, he was. No, I he, was he, in the lobby had, eating breakfast. Uh, yeah, he had to come here. Uh, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you have to go? Where'd you, where'd you have to go? Here. I had to come here to the building. Because okay, we okay, to, I'm just checking. We have to prep for I'll just, like I'm just this. making sure, you know. This don't happen. Well, yeah, I, but, I mean, what do you think? I just said that out of the blue? You know, Mark ball, said at this. standing over here yeah. in the wings. <laughs> you know, if I'm not on time, they dock my pay. And, there you go. I don't, I don't want my pay dock. And Mark sat me down. Are you drinking with, a great Waterloo? <laughs> yes. Don't, well, I you only got one? Look. They're delicious. I, I know, and you only brought one? See, this is the kind of shit that tests our friendship when you bring a great drink. It's getting testy in here. He knows yes. better. I I just explained today how great this grape is. This is the best grape. Or as you <laughs> say where I'm from, this is the best purple drink. Purple drink. <laughs> Whoa. Look, 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 Mr. Purple Drink. I got my got purple a, I got my purple gallon of crystal uh, light. Twin cousins. Of. Twin cousins. That's there you go. Wow. I used to I used to ride on the bus with Paul. And he was you know, he would sneak Oreos in this certain drawer. And I would no, no, go, <laughs> in the middle of the night, I would go and get his Oreos and eat all the ones in the middle to where it did. It looked like uh, when the package you was it, empty. It looked like a package. There was exactly eight Oreos left, two in each corner. <laughs> that's amazing. No. That's well, amazing. the best part was, is like, that's funny is, is I didn't, you know, we all know that my old eating habits used to be atrocious, but. You know, I had this bus where, like, now I'm trying to eat healthier and carry food with me. And But when I had the tour bus, I had a bottom drawer in my bus. It was full of Little Debbie's. The the big oatmeal cream pies, the Swiss rolls, the nutty butters, the Oreos. Mm. This, mm. I had a drawer full, hidden, kayfabe drawer. Took him all of 30 seconds to find it. <laughs> He's literally sitting on my couch and goes like this. He goes, what's in here? And he pulls out the drawer under the couch. I'm like. You're the only person ever called on my bus and just randomly opened the door. I have a that I can sense a dark disturbance. I'm strong with the force. You're strong with the sugar. That's it. The sugars, the yeah. diabetes. That's the diabetes drawer. Yeah. Best was best was not only the Oreos, but we did to me one time. I had the the Sam's Club used to have those big giant oatmeal cream pies, you know. And uh, I got up one more. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a coffee and an oatmeal cream pie. This sounds good. I opened my drawer, picked up my box. It was empty. Some of bitch left the box in there with you nothing in it. You left that, the box? That's not good. Uh, you left the box? That's it, the it, worst. Two rappers, all the rest of them, I put in my bag. There's There's been, there's been two me. wrestlers that's been hey, on my I'll bus. I'll take a purple drink. There's been two wrestlers Thanks. that have ever been on my bus. Well, I don't know. Win you a got, few you matches, you might get a drink. Well, so... I had Bret Hart on my bus one time. You have a waterfall, man. And let, let me let me preface this story by saying how much I love. Cool guys drink. I uh, love Bret Hart. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is good. Mm. Thanks. That is good. Oh yeah, that's right. It's quite refreshing. So Bret Hart's on my bus one time. He cut a raw for, a ride from Raw to SmackDown, and and um, you know Bret says, "Hey, can I catch a ride on your bus?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, no problem." So you know how I used to do things. I give you the remote to the living lounge. There's a fridge. There's a bathroom. Peace out. I go to my bedroom and go to bed. Play uh, 
what's the war game you used to play until you go to sleep? Oh, the um, uh, Destiny. I was playing Destiny or COD. So, um, Call of Duty. So, Brett's on my bus. And I show him, okay, here's the bathroom, everything. There's drinks in here. And, you know, there's hot pockets in the freezer if you get hungry. The pizza hot pockets, you know. And he says, hey, show, I got, a, got an idea. I want to run by you. It's Brett Hart. Right. I'm like, okay, what's up? Because I'm not sitting down because I'm waiting for the joke because it's Brett. He goes, I've, I've got an idea about you and I maybe working a program together. And I lean against my wall, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, you you got kicked in the head and all that stuff. You can't work. You I would have let him put the sharpshooter on me right there in the middle of your bus. <laughs> well. <laughs> I say, hey, you just want to try it? Let's practice, see if you can. No, no. No. <laughs> no. Mark. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. But there's a, there's a time to mark out, and there's a time not to. You know, that so was the time. They were talking about work. <laughs> you know yeah. what? See, when I left your room today, I was thinking about putting the heat all the way up as like a little rib. you know that it, it was. Oh, that, it that, was. Because it, it was freezing. It was freezing when I was. You in there. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was freezing you in there. That, you do that kind of shit to me and Mark, you'll end up missing on a milk carton. Well, I didn't, you know. I didn't do it because every scenario I ran through my head did not end up well for me. Being choked and conscious. <laughs> Pooping so, your pants. So Brett starts <laughs> to tell me this this idea he has about him and I working together. He says, look, he says, I know you're a giant. You're really safe. We can do this. You know, we can, you know, your KO punch is safe. I can't take the choke slam. So now he's got me interested. So now I sit down, and he goes on for an hour, hour and 15 minutes, straight talking, ideas. After about 15, 20 minutes, now I'm biting hard. Ideas for TV angles, interview angles, how do we get into this, all in all, leading up to big pay-per-view, the whole nine yards, him and I, one-on-one, and then it ends up with me tripping over the Canadian flag and getting beat with a small package. It was a rib. Brett knew I wanted to go to bed, just wanted to keep me up. Wow. So I looked at him, and I went, F you, Brett. (laughs) F you. One, for getting my hopes up. Two for wasting my time Teasing when I wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> Why would you tease me? I could have been asleep. <laughs> so I went to bed, but there was a uh, there was a um, uh, a lady at one of the bills in Pennsylvania that would always make us chocolate chip cookies, you know, and she had made a, a batch of chocolate chip cookies with a paper plate with aluminum foil over it, you know, and I had it on my bus, and, and uh, I get up the next morning, and I'm like, my cookies are all gone. I never even had one. He ate all my chocolate chip cookies. I look in my bathroom. There's a little bitty joint ashes all over the floor of my bathroom where he smoked a joint in my bus. I'm like, not only did he keep me up for an hour and a half later, he ate all my chocolate chip cookies, and he burned a joint. The hit, the hit and, man. And just dumped the ashes on the floor. That's, a, the that's a true Canadian destroyer right there. Yeah. Wow. But the next time I saw him, I come walking in the canyon. I saw him, they say, TV. He just looked at me and started busting out laughing. He, he couldn't even keep a straight face. Uh, all right. Let's bring in Jay Lethal. I mean, Jay Lethal's been here the whole time, but right. let's but formally introduce Jay. Stuff. Yeah, let's do the uh, Tower of Power Hour here. But uh, it's not really an hour. Maybe like 10 minutes will give you. Maybe like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Jay, how good. are That's you, man? I'm good, doing too. great. I'm sitting here with LaGreca, Mark, Henry, Joe. I mean. Uh, Paul White. Paul. Captain Insana. Captain Insana. <laughs> Captain Insana. I, I think legally, as long as I don't call myself that, I right, think I'm right, all right. Right, so, right, right. I know. think that might be. I'm no lawyer. Uh, you know, I don't I don't even know if they give a crap. But. <laughs> First of all, Jay, I got to say, you know, following oh, your By the cr- way, go sorry, ahead. not to cut you off. You know, I don't think I've ever told you this. Uh, back in the day growing up, my dad was a big, he, was, he loved the big show, my dad. And uh, we had to wake up for school at 6.30 a.m. every day. Uh, and it was tough getting up because sometimes we'd stay up real late, even though they'd say, go to bed. So my dad, he'd get up at 6, carpenter. He worked for the school system. And at 6.30, without fail, he'd come in and he'd go, well, <laughs> look. Ah! <laughs> and then if, you, if that didn't wake you up, he came over individually and would tap you, rapid tap, bang, bang, bang. His hands are so big. He'd be like, yo, now, big show, check me out. <laughs> he loved the big show. There was sometimes where he'd, he'd bring the radio. Sometimes he'd roll the radio in and hit play to play your music. 
uh, as loud as possible. We put the covers on our ears with the pillows. But yeah, I'll never forget. Those are some of the best days ever. I didn't want to get up, and it was so annoying at the time when it was happening. But I'll never forget. Yeah, he loved the big show. My he didn't dad. have a choice but to be a wrestler. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, like like Bianca Belair, same thing. Yeah, no choice. Her dad. I said, listen, um, you know, you ever thought about wrestling? And she said, I love wrestling. Like, I watch wrestling with my dad every week growing up. And she said, is this really Mark Henry? I said, yes. <laughs> I said, how old are you? She said, 18. I said, hey, uh, uh, can you have your dad call me tomorrow? <laughs> I ain't want to be talking to young kids. I didn't know how old she was. Right, right. She was 18. And, I, and her dad called me. And the first thing he said, he was like, Doo-doo. I was like, hello? He said, um, my my daughter said that uh, this is Mark Henry. And I said, yeah, this is he. He said, come on, man. Is this really Mark Henry? <laughs> <laughs> I said, guys, guys, it's really me. Uh-huh. Like, your daughter's got something. Like, I I want I want to I want to get her looked at, evaluated. He said, "So what do we have to do?" I said, "Get on a plane and come to Orlando." And he was like, "Right now?" <laughs> I said, "No, sir. Uh, I'm going to have travel call you, and they're going to book you a ticket and send y'all to Orlando." And and but like pro real wrestling fans, they they cannot fathom that it's really you. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see, like, when I talked to your dad on the phone. Yeah. What did he say? What was the first thing he said? He didn't, for, yeah, he didn't believe it was you. Is this really yes. Mark Henry? Yes, yeah. They're all rest, like the, the real fans, they want a, they want verification oh, yeah. that is you. When I talked to the Macho Man on the phone twice, I still I asked him several, is this really you? Like, yeah, it's really me. Yes. <laughs> I, I still didn't believe it because I was like, surely I can't be the only one who can do the Macho Man voice. This has to be a rib. You from do a somebody. real good one. You do a Thank real you. good one. I spent really spend a lot of time with Randy, and you do a great. <laughs> Is that yeah. right? Yeah, you do a great one when Randy was calm, you know. But that was uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my my favorite favorite Randy story. Yes, was, please. Is hanging with Randy and Hogan in WCW '95 when I was first training. We were trained every morning at World Gym in Clearwater, six a.m. And then we go eat breakfast afterwards. And they would train for hours. Like, you know, they would train. And they would go in the locker room and change clothes. And then they would do cardio after. And I was like, okay. Both of them were high as a kite. But anyway, we'd go eat. And I didn't want to be the bum that didn't get breakfast every now and then. So, you know, I can carry my weight. I got a job now. So I went to buy breakfast. And Randy put his hand over my, my little, I think it was Republic Bank was the bank back then before Bank of America, the little Tampa Bank. No, put that credit card in your wallet. Don't run with the Joneses. Let Hogan pay. (laughs) (laughs) That was what a turn because I had heard so many stories about how he was, you know, cheap. So when you were saying that, I was like, whoa, Savage was going to pay? No. But then to say that he was pushing the Hogan all the time. That Um, falls right in line with everything I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Randy Randy all the time was like, he says, hey, just remember, it's not how much money you it's how much you save. Jay, yes. you uh, you know, we we love the fact that, you know, you had that stretch as Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, black Machismo. Black Machismo. Yeah. And it's and it's run with Ric Flair. And, and right. And did the did the Flair too. I mean, just I'm incredible. on a roll here, guys. I've had Flair's last match, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's last match. I mean, if you just putting this message out there to the world. If you want to have your last match, just give me a call. Well, I just know if I'm booked against you, I'm not taking it because it might be my last match. Tony Khan says to me, he says, hey, I got a great singles match. You enjoy- no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Not yet. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to wrestle Jay Lethal yet. No, 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 no. But, but saying that, like, everybody now is starting to realize that you're a wrestling savant. And they want to have matches Savant. with you. People like yeah. Takesta and the list goes on of all these guys. You're the litmus test now. Yeah. If 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 you get in the ring and you have a shit match with Jay Lethal, <laughs> you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> you need to sell your boots. You got to sell your boots. So I, th- does that feel good to 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 know that? Hey, man, like I'm I'm kind of the wrestling standard. Uh, yeah. It. I mean, to hear it. Yeah, I can't stop smiling ear to ear as you say it. Makes me nervous actually to hear it. I'm starting to sweat. Have, have, you, have you seen have you seen him coach his students? 
No. I've been to his training school, and he's got a nice little setup. But his students, the way he talks to them, it's the most conducive learning environment I've ever seen, the way he talks to his students. Wow, now i got to come. He breaks things please. down very simply. And you see how he talks now? I'm like, please. He's that calm. He's not yelling. He's not freaking out at people. He talks to his students. You know, like he, he does a real good job of communicating because, you know, the athletes are different now than they were when we started. You know, when we started, we had people. Oh, you can't hit them with a stick? <laughs> no, no. Hey, you, you can't, can't do that anymore. Tom, Tom Pritchard told me, get, get out of the ring. You're rotten. Yeah. Rip Rogers. Hey, fat ass. Get out of the ring. You're rotten. Yeah. yeah. Stu Hart is the only one. Stu Hart is the only one that was like, yeah, you're not supposed to be a ballerina. Make all the mistakes you can now. Just don't do it on TV. <laughs> yeah, when, is, I, when I was training at a Jersey All Pro Wrestling before I went to Mikey Whipwreck School, I was about three months in. There was a guy at practice, and uh, he'd make me get in the ring with him, and he'd put me in a side headlock, and he'd call like a million things so fast that I couldn't keep up in my head. Tackle, drop down, duck this, blah, blah, blah. And I'd go, okay, and then we'd start it, and I would mess it up every time, and he would yell at me, get out of the ring. This is your problem. You know, you kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So and ever since then, I was like, you know, I'll never, I'll never do so that. Smart. That's never one like thing that. I, I, I don't like. Like, I like the way Jay coaches, and I like the way Billy Gunn coaches the same way because they talk to you. They don't make you feel dumb if you mess something up. Like, Billy's really good about, like, hey, calm down. You know, you know what you're doing. You can talk. It's okay. You know, that kind of, Jay's the same way, very calm. And I find that that's a better teaching because there's enough on your mind when you're green, having someone crawl up your ass six ways from Sunday when you don't know anything. If you know something and you make a mistake, that's different. Right. But when you're green and don't know, I don't think you have to do that psychological break someone down to they have no confidence and then build them back up. I think there's a happy medium. I think Jay does a real good job. I was really impressed with how we talked to his students. That's one thing I took away. And Jay, I would think that every student's different, right? 100%, right. It's like a computer. You know, sometimes you just can't get that computer to do what you want. But you just got to have the patience until you figure it out. That's one thing call I told my students. Call IT. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call the nerd squad. <laughs> because, yeah. You call the geek squad? Geek squad. Yeah. That's what yeah. yeah. Uh, man, if it wasn't for the geek squad, like I was, I, man, I just learned really how to check email. Oh, no. <laughs> the smartest thing you can do as a professional celebrity, the smartest thing you do as a professional celebrity is Go to your local Best Buy, be polite to everyone in the store, and make friends with someone in the make, Geek Squad. With the Geek Squad you make friends with someone, and then they give you their number. Yo, they messed up when they <laughs> do over. that. Hey, man, I'm sorry to bother you, but this, you know, I got this big hourglass on my screen, and it ain't going away. You know, then they'll, they'll hey, help you Paul, through. Uh, hit alt and delete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, and, and then go ahead and so hit it again. When I, when I started working for CXXM, uh, Dave was like, hey, um, I sent some stuff to your email, but I didn't get a response. I said, man, I ain't looked at that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, you're going to have to start looking at it every day. Just Mark. look at it. I don't even need Dude, you to like, respond, but just don't you to look at it. Here's how bad I am. I've My phone has voicemail. I have no idea how to check in. If you leave me a voicemail, I have no idea. Because I press one, it says, please enter the password. Well, I entered the one I thought I had. I don't get Didn't it. So work. I probably have like a thousand voice messages and people are like, don't leave me. Just text me. <laughs> like texting so much faster. Like I don't need a voice message anymore. Like, you know, how is that so with your fingers? <laughs> no, he's a good tech. He, he's he's a pretty good text messenger. Hands. He texts me pictures of food and stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. He, he well, you out, really are. He like, found, <laughs> He found Yo, out that I, I like that brie cheese. Every time I see something with brie cheese, I send it to Jake. <laughs> Every time. He, wants, he, keeps, he sends me food stuff, too, and yeah. I'll send him Hey, man, I got stuff. a problem, okay? We don't need to talk about it on air. I like food. Okay, let's go back to Adrian uh, and Jay. Jay, Jay so, so talk about your school. Where's your school? Uh, my school's in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, and I'm there as much as I can be. Uh, we have a beginner's class that's, you know, that's Monday and Wednesdays. Obviously, Wednesdays I'm not there. There's uh, three other trainers at the school with me as well, one by the name of David Mercury. He's a local Florida indie guy. 
Also, uh, Matt Seidel is one of the trainers at my school. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah, and also, uh, you remember the tag team Ascension? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Con. Connor, he's one of the... Connor! Yeah, man. oh, yeah. And he's the fourth trainer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually this finger here. Yeah. So it's weird when you go to shake it, you feel like that finger's, like, gripping you. Yeah. But he's, like, he's the... He's a sweetheart. Yeah, man. he's got that gimmick going. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that dude, man. Uh, he's so mad. That's how I he's met awesome. my first wife. Uh, Jay. <laughs> oh, come on. Not necessary. No. <laughs> Isn't there a penalty flag? You need a penalty flag to throw in your show now. We got to get a penalty flag. Just, you know, well, and, on sports it actually line. wasn't a penalty flag. It was a replay flag because I did it twice. Oh, um, okay. Jay, uh, first of all, it's great to see you a part of AEW. It's great to see you on TV each and every Wednesday. I heard you guys were in here. I had to come in and stop by. How did we sign up for your school? Uh, You can message me on Instagram. Send me a message through there. Also, the name of the school is The Wrestling Lab, uh, which has its own Instagram as well, The Wrestling Lab, the underscore wrestling underscore lab. Um, and and occasionally, Captain Insano comes and by to visit. You know what? He's. <laughs> I love when show shows up. Most of the time, when shows there, him and I are doing a private stuff, so there's really nobody else there. But when he shows up and the students are there to watch, any the students just mouths are open, like they can't believe he's there. You know, and uh, one of the coolest things about show, and I've seen this because I travel with him. I'm in airports. We both live in Tampa, so we're on the same flights. He doesn't care who you are or what mood he's in. I've seen him not be in such good moods and still stop and talk to people. Yep. <laughs> and take pictures. And sometimes he's just not in the mood. He doesn't want to. He's on this. Once he starts his walking and he's on that rhythm, you don't stop him because he's getting where he's going. Obviously, well, it's because I'm blowed up and I can't get there. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the worst thing I've ever seen him say to somebody is they ask for a picture. And he, the worst thing he says is, uh, yeah, we can take the picture if you keep walking while we take it. And that's it. Yeah, and they, they walk while they're taking the picture, and they walk and talk with him. He never, never uh, refuses can, a conversation. Can, can we get a promise from you? Okay. We, we planned on doing a show. Yeah. About valid coaches in pro wrestling, and we were going to have Rip Rogers, but, you know. Oh, God. The last time Rip came on, he he said the F word or uh, oh, no. MF or uh, was it 108 times? No, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was the oh, F word and MF word. It was combined 91 times. 91 times. <laughs> wow. So we wanted to have you, okay. David Heath, and some other like real valid coaches. So like that, we want to do that show. And and we'll I will we'll contact you. Sure, sure. I mean, I just with those names, I feel like I'm on the bottom of the. No, I think you're doing okay. Wow, yeah, I think you're doing okay. Um, my producer you. wants us to wrap up, but fuck okay. him. Um, <laughs> I'll tell him, like, but you don't wrap me up. <laughs> tell him, tell him, Jay, tell him. <laughs> I'm Dave Lagreca. God the damn it! Give him the player. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it like? I mean, because you've been in the world of pro wrestling for so long. Like, what was it like to now be part of AEW? Unreal. All Go ahead. This whole journey that I've had, I don't really think any of it has really hit me. Working with Jeff Jarrett every yes, week. who used Crazy. to be my boss, and now yeah. he's my tag team partner. Working with Ric Flair. I'm on television every week. Like, once I stop wrestling and I'm sitting on a rocking chair, I'll go, oh, God. At the thought of everything I got to do, and then my brain will explode, and that, that, then I'll <laughs> be you done. Just, or you just won't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know I did something. It's unreal. <laughs> it literally, literally, it's unreal. I really feel like my whole wrestling career is like my favorite movie of all time, which is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Actually, it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Little known fact: the first one is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because Charlie was a derogatory term back then. So they thought that if they named it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it would get a bad. Yeah, get bad. Yes, yeah. So Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the one with Gene Wilder, is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I really feel like I am Charlie. I won the golden ticket. I got trained to be a wrestler you know for his free, by the way. Grandfather was a piece of shit. Oh, he grandpa, 
Grandpa never Joe got, is a bastard. Never got out of the bed, and then all of a sudden, it's ours, Charlie, he said. That's one of the first lines he said. It's ours, Charlie. Well, you ain't never get out of that bed. You didn't help mom cook. You didn't help See, mom See, no, and listen, no, disres- yeah, yeah. no disrespect to uh, Rip Rogers, but that motherfucker is in bed yes. the entire time, yes. never leaves the bed. Yes. But then there's a, a ticket to yes. go somewhere. Yes. Then he gets right out of bed. Not only does he get out of bed, he and he can walk. He starts dancing. Yes. He, he starts Charlie, dancing. Get, get my shoes. Get my cane, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Paul White's anyway, like, I, Paul listen, like Paul's I like Get me out of here Can I just nerd. go <laughs> But anyway Listen I, I played Dungeons Charlie. I, I played Dungeons and Dragons What I was Thinking about Was Jay's talking about How beautiful his career's been How many people He's got to work with When he sits back And looks back At his career Just like wow You know And I And that hit home with me Because I'm the same way you know, when I started, I was a. I used to talk trash like Ric Flair in high school. When I dunked, I would strut in order to be the man. You got to beat the man, and all that stuff. Space Mount, all that stuff. And then, you know, Flair's one of my dear friends, and one of my big championship wins was over Ric Flair. So I understand what Jay's talking about, and that's a beautiful thing about being a fan. You're a fan now. You don't know where you'll be tomorrow. Right. So you apply yourself and take that chance on yourself. You know, no, you, no one knows what the future has for them, right. whether it's sports or anything. So did I, you get the time moment. to re, did you get the, speaking of that and living your dream and getting to work with those people? Cause you just mentioned before the world of pro wrestling moves so fast. Did you have time to enjoy it? Did you have time in the moment to enjoy I it? I don't think, I think I enjoyed a lot of my friends. I don't think I really got to enjoy it until 2020 wow really 2020 i got to sit back and it was like wow so many people i've worked with and laughed with and cried with and bled with and got lost with because you know i started back it used to be a map i remember you know big cast came to the locker room one time you know and i had a i had a a ruler out in an atlas and he goes yo is that an atlas like it was a, a sextant navigating the stars <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know, there's a thing called the GPS on the phone. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. I, I like, I'm old school. I still have my 20 year old map. Sometimes I like to look at the. Oh, I remember that town. That place has got a good, you know, diner there. They got good, you know, chicken fried steak. I remember that place now. Okay, so can, can I ask a question about this map stuff? It's hard for me to fathom this Atlas, because I sir. or the atlas. So when you got lost, you literally had to just pull over to the side of the road yeah. and pull the map out yeah. and be like, "Well, you I would, you, would, light, you so. know those little numbers on the side of the highway that will say like there mile, mile forty seven. People just no, pulling no, no, over no. on the. You, would, you, you notice there's a there's a number under everything. Those mile markers. You go on the map and it has a, a glossary and it says that number is that town or whatever is that re, that uh, county. And then you just go on the map, and it'll tell you on the atlas, and it'll tell you exactly where you are. Yeah. And the graph on the bottom of it is about a, a half inch long. I see not. And it you had to do you, this. Oh, I'm older than both of them. So you yeah, are? yeah. Uh, here's, th- here's one thing you always had. You always had. Wow. You I don't... always had a steel six inch ruler, a metal steel six that stayed in my atlas, and I had my Rand McNally atlas. You know, I made Tony Chimmel so mad one time because I tore Jersey out of his atlas because he kept calling it God's country. So when he wasn't looking, I tore the whole state out of his atlas to rib him because, you know, that's just being mean. But, yeah, that's how you did it. And, you know, here's the other thing. You would check in. You would get your rental oh. car, and they would give you a map of the local city, and you and you would get a uh, – Trying to get us to wrap it up. Highlighted yeah, to the building. You'd point the wagon towards the tall buildings because most of the arenas we worked in were downtown. All right, we, we got to wrap. We got to go. I know. Uh, we're Paul, having too much fun. Paul White, Jay – we were just talking about how nice you were. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. There was a we whole We were just segment. saying how nice you were. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul White, Jay Lethal. Guys, thank you so much thank for the time. Thank you. For Mark Henry, this was Busted Open's The Masters Class. And if you like what you hear on the podcast, you're probably going to love our live show Monday through Saturday on Sirius XM Fight Nation from 9 to noon Eastern time. Also, Please, we have brand new shirts, hats, and hoodies. Go to podswag.com slash open for all our merchandise. For myself, for Mark, we'll talk to you next week right here on Busted Opens, the Masters Class. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! 
Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. <clears throat> Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.